Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 20 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to Hunter x Hunter. The Hunter exam goes to Zevil Island. Wait, Zevil like like devil, but further along in the alphabet? Does that make him like more evil or less evil? Like, is it? Yeah, you have the devil is just fourth stage evil. Okay. And then there's it gets so much worse from there. Wait, does this is this have to do with like the book that was written by the guy in like the Middle Ages where he talks about like the seven layers of hell and then like. Wait, yeah. Okay, so like since then, you there's been the like alphabet into seven. Okay, so it's like since then they've made a whole bunch of more because it's like twenty four at this point because that's how many letters are in the alphabet. I, I I'm going down a weird road. Twenty six. Uh, hold on, well, let's just jump in. That was the first time that I like went along with you in the intro. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Um, welcome to episode 20. Uh, we are back with Hunter x Hunter. Episode um, 20? We're all, yeah, we're also doing this for back. five months right now? Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> well, it's well, a, we it's have great. A, this is going really we well. Well, if Blake will let me talk, I would no, like to talk about... this is the, my podcast. Okay. Oh my god, you're the worst. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, uh, two two big things I wanted to talk about, like, right at the beginning of the show. Um, uh, the first one is, uh, uh, we have officially overarched over 250, oh wait, uh, I'm gonna rewind that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyways, we have gotten over 2,500 listens so far for the show. That's awesome. Um, which is That's... like a pretty big milestone for us yeah i mean it's episode 20 so it's pretty good those numbers are pretty good yeah i mean it's it's getting better every week um we're getting like more reactions back we actually uh just before this episode got recorded um blake started up our own subreddit um yeah we've been like we've been posting stuff like to reddit for a while and like the subreddits for like one punch man and hunter x hunter which you you know if you're in the Hunter X Hunter Reddit, we see you, and yeah. we have posted in you now. Yeah, um, we so. <laughs> have been evangelizing to the various subreddits for the shows that we're covering, and uh, everybody's been pretty cool, except the Naruto crowd, who seems fairly disinterested. Um, yeah. What's up with that? But sure, uh, if you're from the Naruto subreddit and you feel very interested, please let us know, because... Yeah, for sure. They don't seem to respond very well, but everybody else seems to like <laughs> it. We have started our own subreddit. There's nothing there yet. I just started it like right before we started recording. Um, I mean, there's going to be something there by the time we release this episode. So yeah, I mean, like, go there, you'll see things. Posting old episodes until we get current, and uh, yeah, it's uh, so if you go to reddit.com/r/getjumped, that is our subreddit. Go there, uh, subscribe to that subreddit page. Um, you can submit posts. You can comment on posts that have been submitted. So this is yet another way for you guys to get involved and have conversations with us. Um, please do. We are super enthusiastic about it. Um, it hasn't happened very much yet. We're really hoping that that is one of the things that picks up in addition to our listenership. But when it has happened, it's been really fun and we love it. And uh, we're very excited to talk to you guys. Um, also, if you have yeah. discussion topics, things you'd like to hear us shoot the shit about at the top of an episode, or if you have questions that you'd like us to answer about the shows that we're covering or about anime in general, um, those are all great topics to send our way. Um, 
we're not necessarily experts on everything, but we sure do have Google, so we can let you know <laughs> what we think after doing some research if we need to, and we would love to get involved with you guys that way. Um, so reach out to us. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to do at the very start is that we've been reaching out to other podcasts. Uh, there's a really fantastic community of um, uh, podcasters on uh, podcasts we listen to. It's like a it's like a Facebook group that I've become a part of and try to talk to people on and stuff like that. And through there, that's where I met uh, Childhood Remastered, which we talked about uh, last week. And I also met this podcast called The Pod of Midi Casts. Um, it is a D and D play by play podcast. It is awesome. Um, they are almost to their 50th episode. Um, and they're going to be like, uh, giving us a little, uh, shout out to on their show, but you should totally go check it out. Can it's just say, like a group. Can you say their name again? The pod of mini casts. Like M I N I. What? Like, M I N I like, or M A N Y. M A N Y. Okay. There, like, there's a lot of like them. Like they're not casting mini pods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But like, it's just it's just like high quality D and D role playing with a like a pretty sweet dungeon master. I think that's the one I the person I'm talking to uh, via Facebook that we like connected over it. But like, it's really fun. Um, and I mean it. It gives me like harken back to playing board games with my friends in Chicago, and yeah. I think that that's like one of the things that podcasting can really do. That's really cool, which is like completely suck like suck you into the world of the podcast and like have nostalgia moments from like when you were playing board games and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Alternatively, podcast. some podcasts let you sit in on the private conversations between two best friends, like this one. <laughs> This is this is that podcast. Anyways, um, so uh, without further ado, I think uh, Blake is going to give us a recap of the last couple of episodes of Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, so uh, Hunter x Hunter, first of all, today we're covering episodes 14 through 18. Uh, astute listeners mm. may notice that we are not covering episode 13, and that's because episode 13 is for pretend. They do a recap episode on episode 13, so I... I guess in a way we're covering it right now because I'm about to tell you what's been happening. But if you yeah. are watching along at home, skip episode 13. There's a little bit of a frame story about um, Gon's aunt getting a note from him, but that there's no content. Like she's proud of him. That's basically all that comes out of episode 13. And then you can spend pretty much all of the runtime recapping what happened. Instead of watching it, just listen to me tell you right now. Gon is our main character. He's a plucky young kid. He has made friends with Kurapika, who is a little bit older and is kind of the strong, silent anime hero type. He also has the uh, a guy named Leorio, who's a teenager but looks much older. He is an aspiring... Leorio? Yeah. He's an aspiring doctor. Um, they all travel to take the hunter exam together. In the world that they live in, the hunter exam is a extremely grueling and literally life-threatening exam. That you can take to become a hunter, which is a basically a title that says you're super adept and skilled. Um, there's lots of different kinds of hunters, but the title itself opens a lot of doors in this society. 
when they got to the exam, they made friends with Killua, who's a kid around Gon's age. He's a little bit of a strong, silent type as well, but whereas Kurapika seems sort of pensive, Killua seems just kind of like the blasé but suddenly dangerous character. Um, all that said, the four of them are fast friends. Uh, but like I said, they're in the middle of the hunter exam, which is super difficult and life-threatening. They have made it through three out of an unspecified number of phases, although we will find out how many phases remain today. And uh, they left third phase, or they're about to leave third phase where we pick them up. So they just fought their way through a giant prison tower, managed to make it out just in time, and they're about to head into phase four. Yeah. Um, that was pretty so good, right? We pick, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. It was right. okay. It's no stumbling over my own words. Talk. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Mine is obviously viewer's choice. Uh, listener's choice? I've, I even messed up the one word. What the Anyways. Ha- I'm like, next week you're just going to be replaced with like a broom. <laughs> well, what do you think, Spencer? And then there's just I'm- silence. And then I'm like, great point. And we move on. <laughs> Such a good episode. I'm not... I'm not actually. I'm not actually your lover. I am a woman. Really? No, I'm not a woman. I'm a horse. Really? I'm not a horse. I'm a broom. What <laughs> do you think? What do you think, Tina? Well, to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised. <laughs> I forgot about them. All right, the Family Guy's not consistently good, but that's a pretty good joke. Yeah, anyways. So we're jumping in with episode 14 of Hunter x Hunter. Um, can you give us the title? Because I'm not staring at the thing. Hit the target! So, yeah. So, uh, the dude this that likes, episode. <laughs> the, the dude that likes chips is like, you guys made it through the prison tower. So <laughs> The dude who likes chips? Yeah. He's that, one of like the hunters that's giving the exams. I know, but he I don't was, remember his uh, name. I had it written down in my last notes, but he only shows up in this scene in these episodes, so I didn't I didn't write it down. I guess he's in a scene near the end of these episodes too. But fuck him. He's he likes chips and he is in charge of Prison Tower. So <laughs> So he I have him listed as what's his name in my notes is how much I care. So <laughs> He's like, you guys, you did it. You're going on to phase four. And surprise, there's only two more phases. So it's phase four and phase five, and then you're done. But phase four is going to take place on Zevil Island, which we covered in the intro in our super accurate portrayal of what that means. It is exactly as stupid as it sounds. (laughs) It is just Devil Island except with with a Z. I don't know why. Yeah, they I, don't explain it. I'm assuming they, it's intentional, but I also am assuming that the word for the devil in Japanese is not devil, so I'm not sure if this or is... Or people, they really like um, American Christianity in the same way that we really like... Uh, well, I don't know if it's exactly the same way, but in a similar way to how we are sort of fascinated by... Um, like Greco-Roman mythology, like Zeus and all that. Yeah. Um, they if you ever, they have a if, fascination with Christianity, so you'll see a lot of Christian symbolism or a lot of, like in Blue Exorcist, it's all about like the Vatican is the big political power and yeah. they're training to be exorcists. And they really co-opt a lot of um, American or Christian religious imagery, um, mm-hmm. which in my youthful days sometimes made me uncomfortable. But as an adult, I think it's really interesting. Um yeah. And this may you, be an allusion to that. I'm not sure. If you want to see like a, a really weird thing that like um it was it was something that a lot of 
parents didn't expect and kind of found out about when, like, their kids started watching, like, subbed anime and stuff like that. Well, in my case, my, my, um, like, my brother found out about it and he was like, that is very strange. And, uh, which was, I was watching, um, uh, Dragon Ball Z and they got into, um, God, what is this American name? I've, I oh, can't even HFIL. Oh, no. Yeah. HFIL is a different thing that happens early in the show, but it's the same. It's sort of the opposite or no, it's the same thing. Dragon Ball Z like edited out this shit. Hercule is his name in the American version, but that's yeah, but not in his name the in Japanese, Japanese version, he's Mr. Satan. Yeah, he's Mr. Satan. And it's just like it's not even it's it's not when, even like a very veiled um, like play on words or anything no. like that. It's just Mr. Satan. When and it's I was just a like kid, I was so uncomfortable with that. Like I didn't know <laughs> how to react. I was like, oh no, can I not like this show anymore? Like I didn't know yeah. what to do. But anyways, uh, it's it's harmless fun, everyone. So don't get yeah worried about it. So this first episode, uh, we get all of the um, all of the examinees uh, are out of the the tower and they've arrived on like the opposite side of the shore from Zevil Island and they're being explained the rules of 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 four the the fourth part of the exam yeah. which are so uh, you're gonna get a target. And the target's going to have the number of somebody. If you'll remember way, way back when the hunter exam started, when they arrived, they got a little badge with a number on it. And yeah. they've had that on them throughout this entire process. So the they have a little secret lottery thing where they figure out who their target's going to be. And you have to steal the ID badge of your target. And the ID badge of yourself is worth three points. The ID badge of your target is worth three points. And anybody else's ID badge that you happen to acquire is worth one point. Um, In order to pass phase four, you need uh, need six points total. And uh, you're going to be on this island for a week. You have that time to accrue those points and return to where they're dropped off. Uh, and they also specifically say that you are allowed to kill each other. Um, basically, like you can use any method you want, including lethal force, to take the badge from whoever you choose to. Um, so it's yeah. pretty cool, and that takes us up to the island. Well, before we get to the island, the first thing I want to talk about is the the sweet box, and also the quality of anime that they are gonna like. Um, they're gonna have here, which is that like. He predicted that people would be like, how do they know who has who at the very end unless they're looking at those lots? Because they, like, take off the little front of the badge after everybody gets them, and then everybody starts hiding their numbers. But as they're pulling them out, like, the lots out of the box, the box has, like, a scanner on it, and it scans, like, the barcode of the lot that they've received so nobody can cheat. It's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, it's Um, really cool. This is also, Hunter x Hunter, it's hard not to draw the parallels between this and Naruto right now because they're both in their tournament arc kind of thing, or their exam arc, if you will, because it's not quite a tournament. Um, And... Uh, it they're also both like technology ambiguous settings. Like both of them seem to be largely wilderness societies with random cities scattered here and there. And the characters tend to be 
largely detached from technology. Like it's a very low tech world, except occasionally there's like modern technology or even futuristic technology, like a box that quickly scans the barcode of a, a card as it's pulled out. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I've talked so much about the parallels between these shows. I should write a blog about this or something. Look, I've told you to write blog entries. I'm going to do it. I'm just some lazy. Just get on the horse. Anyways, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and uh, it's going to come up a little bit in these episodes, but not really. Um, The only time food is ever mentioned in these seven days these people are on the island is when one person later on in these episodes is going to get food poisoning or pretend to get food poisoning. You'll see which one. But I, w- I had this moment where I was just like, nobody has job. eaten in seven days. No, they. T- I mean, I don't think they're not eating. I just think we don't watch them eat. I'm, I Look, am sure some of the characters don't eat because they're those kinds of characters. But like, yeah, for sure. They're that's eating. like one of the things that really, really bothered me about the hunt, like the Hunger Games movies, is that they never talk about the actual hunger in the movies. Yeah, and I'm like. It's called The Hunger Games! Yeah. And it's just like, when I was watching this, I was like, don't you Hunger Games me, you bastards. <laughs> um, well, they also, I'm getting a little confused because I've been watching the episodes for Naruto before we've recorded this. Like, I'm in the middle of the next Naruto segment that we will be recording two episodes from now, and they're doing basically the exact same challenge there. And they explicitly address getting food in that one. And I'm having a hard time telling which is which. So I don't think I have anything valuable to add here, aside from a reiteration that these two shows are extremely similar right now. And Hunter x Hunter is the better one at pretty much every turn. Yeah. Anyways. Even um, though I like Naruto more than Hunter x Hunter in the long run. Well... That might be to, powered to each their own. That might be powered <laughs> mildly by nostalgia since I grew up with Naruto and I only watched Hunter x Hunter for the first time in the last like two years, but still. Whatever. Okay, so they're on the way to the island and Karapika and Leorio are having a chit chat and then they are like they basically reassure each other that they're not targeting one another. And then Gon and yeah. Killua do the same thing, but it's totally I wrote it down as like an I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Because the dialogue <laughs> around it is so evocative of that it's really weird and then um this is where i don't i'm not sure if we as the audience know um before this point but gone reveals to kilua that his target is hisoka which if you'll recall hisoka is the super creepy clown guy who is also like terrifyingly sexual about his interest in gone like it's. I don't think a literal interest in having sex with Gon, but I do think that he is explicitly like sexually aroused at the idea of killing Gon. Like he's sort of painted as that kind of like psychopath who gets off on murder, and Gon is young and extremely promising. So it's particularly interesting to him. Uh, so it's really creepy and. Uh, Thankfully, I think it walks the right side of the line on that kind of a thing and ends up being a really effective way to make the audience uncomfortable without veering into unfortunate subject matter. Uh, So I really like it, and he's a terrifying villain, and now Gon has to go and fight him. 
Yeah. So uh, we have gotten very uh, not not very far into this episode. No, um, we're like twenty but minutes. But luckily, in. I just keep talking about other things. The yeah. weather has gotten but, cold. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Luckily, this episode does not have a lot more content inside of it. Yeah. Um, mostly, the rest of the episode, episode is... Yeah, the the rest of the episode is about them just, like, they're getting off the boat, uh, they're leaving from each other, and then we have a very long montage of Gone learning to... Uh, or teaching himself how to throw a, um, a, a lure from his, like, fishing rod to try to catch a bird or figure out actually how to get <laughs> well, the um, the button off of Hisoka. The the context being gone so gone when he's talking to Killua, he admits to him that he is both excited and scared to face Hisoka and he is aware that like there's no way he can beat Hisoka in a straight on fight. But oh, he's yeah. gotta have a chance to get this guy's badge. So his plan um, if you will recall, Gon's weapon is a fishing rod. Um, yeah. And so he is an extremely adept fisher, and he needs to learn how to catch Hisoka's badge. So he practices on like some fruit, but then he realizes that it's not really a good challenge because the fruit's not moving. He tries tying it mm. to like a string and, and doing a pendulum, but the movement's too predictable. So what he settles this is on... the montage I spoke of before. Yeah, but it's like really <laughs> interesting. So basically, the strategy that he settles on is he's going to try and catch a bird. Because birds not only don't always move in the same predictable pattern, but they also will react to him trying to catch them. So he has to practice either not being seen or catching something that has started to actively evade him. Um, we have to talk about four more episodes, and I tried to like r- like fast forward us, and you just were like, "No, no, no! Let me tell you all about this it." This is really cool, though. <laughs> this is like one of the more memorable scenes of the show for me. Like, I think about this yeah. scene more than some, than, more than like most of the show combined. Even though, look, it's just this like is a why we tell montage. people. This is why we tell people to watch the anime still, so well, they can see cool stuff I'm like this. I'm not done talking about it. You're just dragging this out <laughs> unnecessarily. So, basically, Gon tries to catch a bird. It's unsuccessful. He realizes that the way he can catch a bird is when its attention is focused elsewhere, because he sees a bird, like, catch a fish. And he's like, okay, I gotta catch this also, thing. Also, it's like a robin-sized bird, and it picks up a full-sized bass. I know. Those birds are fucking badass. There's something going on that those birds aren't telling us. So, yeah. Gon realizes that this is going to be his strategy to catch Hisoka by catching him while he's busy focused on somebody else and snagging his badge before he can pay attention. Um, we also see that Hisoka is being watched at some point during this, but that's not going to play out for a little while. And that takes us into episode 15. Yes. Um, The only other interesting thing that happens at the very end is that Gon looks down and he sees that he's bloodied his hands because he's done it so much during that day. Yeah. That is going to be important in this episode for a reason that I was not expecting and I had completely forgotten about. Me too. Which is that there are these, like, butterflies that are on the island that are attracted to the scent of blood. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And when I first saw it again, I was like, why is this important? And then I was like, oh, that's why it's important. Yeah, (laughs) it's a really cool technique. And also, like, there's something sort of beautiful and gentle and kind of peaceful about butterflies. They're extremely, you know, like, 
harmless creatures to us as humans, but like for these butterflies to be attracted by blood, it kind of puts this like weird, creepy twinge on them. And I love it. It's just like these beautiful butterflies, but there's this creepy undertone to them. It's awesome. So these butterflies are attracted by blood and we see Hisoka with the butterflies as well because uh, he got cut at some point, I guess, Maybe we skipped over this. At some point, somebody slashed his shoulder. Does that happen? Yeah, but that happened in... It happened with the guy that, like, threw the spinny blades at him. Oh, in the tower? Yeah. Oh. You're probably right. I thought it was in these episodes, but you're probably right, because I I definitely looked over that note. Whatever. So he has a slash on his shoulder, and it's bloody, and the butterflies are attracted to it. And Gon is aware of this slash and wants to track... Hisoka by tricking the butterflies into taking him there. This is some Pan's Labyrinth bullshit. Yeah. The other thing that we may have uh, skimmed over, I can't remember if it happens in the episode before the epi- this episode. We're, we're literally when... reading notes here and we're still like, did we talk about this? What happened? Look, I'm not I am not reading notes right now. My my phone is being very weird right now and it will not work with Google Drive. Awesome. So I'm working from memory from watching this shit today. Okay, so, well, I watched this like two weeks ago, so I'm working from a different version of memory. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so uh, there's also this sweet moment where they're in the middle of a... Um, he's watching these two people from a tree in the middle of the field. This one guy that has a very strangely red nose. It's like red-purple. Oh, yeah. And he's carrying like a sword around. And there's this guy that's stalking him. And he like... Um, he, like, shoots at this guy that has the sword with a bow and arrow, and he misses by, like, just a little bit, and it just, like, grazes the guy. And the guy is like, oh, you missed me. Um, I, I'm glad that I, like, I felt your killing intent. And he's like, I still got you, though, because he, like, poisoned the tip of the arrow with the tranquilizer. And so the guy ends up going down, and he could steal his button. That is what inspired Gon to be like, oh, these people are on a different fucking level, and I'm going to have to step up my game. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I think that's in the last episode, uh, but it's cool. So Gon has, he ties string to some of the butterflies and, like, bandages up his hands or something so they'll stop paying attention to him. And he's trying to get Hisoka to lead him. He's trying to get the butterflies to lead him to, to Hisoka and he actually just gets led over to the dude who got shot with an arrow. So gone like, <laughs> yeah. So gone like bandages him up. Basically, he's like healing people as he goes to the island because he needs them to pay attention to just Hisoka. Um, and so he finally makes his way to Hisoka and um, totally freaks out. Because, like, he's looking at him now. He's hidden, but he's terrified. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait until Hisoko makes his move. And then we cut to our other characters. Um, so this is a pretty a pretty fun exchange. Tonpa is this asshole whose whole reason for being in the Hunter exam is to make other people fail it, particularly people who haven't taken it before. Um, he gets a sinister pleasure from this and he has been plaguing our heroes for quite a while. Um, he shows up and finds Leorio and he's like, Hey, I ate some bad mushrooms or some shit and I need medicine. You're a doctor. Um, can you please give me medicine? And in exchange, I know who your target is and I will 
give you that information. Um, so Leorio is like, sure, I will give you this medicine. And um, Tompa tells him about his target, Ponzu, who is a girl in this like, it looks like a hard plastic hat. If you ever watched a Digimon, it looks kind of like the hat that Sora wore. Uh, and I don't get it. But she is a she uses chemicals and toxins and stuff to set traps, and then she lies in wait. So uh, Leorio has learned who his target is, which he didn't know before, and he's learned that she is going to have to be found um, in a, a completely different way. She's probably not going to be walking around the island, but instead lurking somewhere. Um, then, as Leorio pulls out the medicine, there's this guy who I have just called Monkey Guy, because I don't remember his name. <laughs> and he's, like, straight up... Also, this- oh, hold on, hold on. He's called Monkey Guy because he's got a monkey with a red ass that travels along with him. Well, yeah. Number one. And this he's number such a two. weird character, because he's completely nondescript like he's yeah. just a dude number two in a dark sweater and khakis who has a pet monkey okay he looks like so a fucking anime two, version of jim from let the me office. answer you just damn it let me say this number two is that monkey has a human face which oh, yeah. makes me have a moment where i'm like did he fuck a monkey and this is his weird monkey boy son like is this what this kid is? It's this is like, horrifying. It's just what. It's just the weirdest fucking guy. This he is also what you are so desperate to say to our poor listeners. <laughs> it's just like the weirdest character to introduce now, and it's just like, yes. oh, I guess they're going to be monkeying through trees. So one of the things I really like about Hunter X Hunter in this section, and it kind of carries through the show, is that. Um, so usually you get your important characters and they're well-designed and they look interesting. And then you get your uh, incidental characters, shop owners, people they pass on the street and stuff like that. And they look boring as fuck. And you can tell by the design difference that characters are important or not. In Hunter x Hunter, there's this really weird blend where the, the creator has gone to extra lengths to create these characters that have at least a little bit of personality and look like maybe they could become important characters. Um, there's definitely characters that don't have nearly as much design as Kurapika or Hisoka, um, but you could argue that Leorio is a pretty basic-looking character and he's really important. Um, there's also a sword guy with a big nose that we'll see later in this episode who's really interesting even though he's not in the show very much. But like Monkey Dude he is just so fast. <laughs> monkey Dude is just a random guy with a pet monkey, and that's it. It's so his, weird. Anyway, Monkey Dude shows cross, up. His Boy. cross species love child is what he's traveling with. This is that's what he's traveling so with. So concerning. So Monkey yeah. Guy and his love child. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! What have I done? So he shows up and he snatches Leorio's uh, badge. And Tompa, he basically had shown Leorio the badge, like the his card. He was like, here's my card. This is my target's number. So you know you're not my target. But Tompa had switched with Monkey Guy so that he could trick Leorio. And Monkey Guy and he had teamed up. Uh, and then Leorio... 
it basically Tompa's like, you should never trust anyone and you should work in teams in the hunter exam and you're alone. So you got got. And then Karapika shows up and he's like, well, I don't agree about not trusting people, but I do agree with teamwork. And he kicks the shit out of Tompa and it's very satisfying. And he also leaves him next to a sign tied up and it says, do not feed. Yes. He, <laughs> he ties up Tompa and then, they go and get Monkey Guy and the Love Child. Oh my god! <laughs> and Karapika basically like swoops by while Monkey Guy's distracted by Leorio and catches the Monkey Love Child. <laughs> yeah, I hate that's that why he's so upset about it. It's because it's his son. <laughs> so they take the monkey and they do a badge exchange, and then they leave Tompa and Monkey Guy and Monkey Love Child tied up. And they yeah. leave. So, yeah. So they I'm so happy that we're not going like... to see any more of Monkey Love Child. That character's <laughs> gone. I'm pretty sure for good, and we're all better off for it. Yeah, for real. Anyways, so um, the next thing that happens in this episode um, is you see uh, Gon has caught up with Hisoka. Um, he has finally uh, his butterflies have taken him to the right place. And he finds Ahsoka sitting, like, next to a tree in, like, quiet contemplation um, with a bunch of, like, the butterflies kind of going around him. Um, and uh, Gon, while he's waiting for him in the inside of the bushes, waiting for, like, uh, Ahsoka to make a move, he, like, does this really cool thing where he, like, slows down his heart rate. Yeah. And he, like, tries to stop his breathing so that he can completely mask the fact that he's there. He's. Uh, you might be thinking ahead because he definitely does that later, um, to greater effect, and they talk about it a little more when he's sort of like tracking well, they, ahead. No, no, he does it the first time. Okay. He does it the first time he sees Ahsoka. He like he like calms himself down, and then uh, Ahsoka like takes a phone call. <laughs> no, no, this is when Ahsoka's like, "You can come out." Yeah. And he finds, like, that guy that has the spear. Yeah. That, like, I is call him to attack spear him. guy but, in my notes. But gone before that, he slowed down his heart rate before that, too. And yeah. he, like, quieted his no, breathing. That's I why he agree. was so upset when, like, Hisoka thought he found him. Yeah, he chills out because he's panicking. But I think, like, when you said mask his presence, like, I think that's something that they talk about a little bit later. And it's, like, a really subtle difference. But I'm pretty sure that the idea of him masking his presence is significant and it happens later on. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We're going to get there today anyway. So Spear Guy shows up. Hisoka calls him out. Gon thinks he's calling him out, but it turns out it's Spear Guy. Spear Guy's like older and he fights with a spear and that's his thing. So Spear Guy wants to fight Hisoka. And then Hisoka's like, well, you're going to die. And Gon's like, okay, I bet I can get the badge right now. And then Spear Guy starts attacking Hisoka, and Hisoka's just like, mm, not doing anything. He's just dodging. And Spear Guy is pissed. He's like, why are you not fighting back? What's happening? And Hisoka's like, here's my deal. I can tell that you have been mortally injured. So if I don't do anything, you're going to die anyway. And since you're already dead, I don't have any interest in fighting you. And he says something that's particularly cutting where he says the, that this guy is already dead. It's in his eyes. So like that sucks. 
And then suddenly the robot guy that we talked about earlier. So if you haven't listened to our older episodes, one of the people taking this exam who has some sort of relationship with Hisoka and may or may not have a secret relationship with someone else in the exam. Foreboding. He, he has shown up <laughs> and he has like all these terrible pins in him, like Frankenstein's bolts, but all over. And he like jitters and jerks about with this clacking mechanical noise. And it's very creepy. So he shows up and he appears by pelting spear guy with like many of these bolts, which kills him. And yeah. he's like, why they talk like they, he comes out and talks to his and he's like, they basically have a discussion over whether or not you should leave people alive or put them out of their misery. And Hisoka says something that harkens back to his feelings toward Gon, which is basically he only leaves people alive if the death of that person would be a waste. And then yeah. Robo Guy takes all the pins out of his face and some gross shit happens. Yeah. His hair grows out, his eyes change, his uh, skeletal structure in his face begins to change, it pops out, and then... He's this guy with really big hair and big eyes, and he looks, he's just has like a, a normal voice, and he talks to, um, he talks to Hisoka about how he's already gotten all the badges that he needs, so what he's gonna do is he's going to go ahead and dig a hole by stabbing the hand, like yes. his hands into the ground really fast, this is... and digging a hole, then getting in the hole and being like, I'll come out when it's the end of the thing, and then you just see like dirt just go up around his head, yeah. and it just fills a hole above him. <laughs> My notes for this section are, former robo guy digs a hole to take a nap until the exam is over, like seriously with his hands. <laughs> So anyway, Hisoka now has Spear Guy's badge, and he's like, ah, oh, this dude wasn't my ex- my mark. I'm going to go find some people. Hisoka is doing this the hard way. Instead of finding his target for three points, he's finding three random targets for three points. And he goes to look. Gon follows him, and then Hisoka spies from far off Kurapika and Leorio walking together. And this is very foreboding. Yep. And it will come to an interesting, albeit maybe arguably anticlimactic head in just a second. Episode 16, Defeat and Disgrace. Cray, this episode is, um, this episode has a long discussion um, that happens when you think a fight is about to happen. Yeah, Um, but it's so good. Yeah, Hisoka has wandered up on Kurapika and Leorio, um, and one of the things that he it seems like he is about to do when he pulls out one of his playing cards um, is it looks like he is about to just try and murder them. Yeah, um, which is Leorio so terrifying. Looks, yeah, Leorio looks pretty upset and um, kind of freaked out because he's not really... He's a fighter, but like his he fights with like... A, a Bowie knife that he yeah, keeps on pulling out and like tossing in his hand. He's like so he's in West Side Story. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And then Leorio's just like a dude in a button-up shirt with a knife, and everybody else like Karapika has like like traditional Chinese clothes like, and wooden swords, and like yeah, everybody is so stylized. And Leorio's just like a dude who was on his way home from work. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Kurapika, um, is, uh, he, he, 
he goes into like basically this bartering mode, and you can't tell if it's Kurapika just trying to avoid a fight because he knows he might have more fights ahead, or if he just knows that he is not a match for Hisoka, probably, so he's going to try to talk his way out of it. I definitely think it's that is, second one, for sure. I do, I do too, but I don't know. Sometimes Kurapika sort of seems like he's super fucking full of himself, so like I, I have moments. Um, but anyways, yeah, um, I think Kurapika he, is confident, but he knows that Hisoka will kill them, so he has no like illusion. You know, like I think he's confident, but he's not deluded. You know, yeah. So um, Kurapika is like, hey, I have, uh, we have together our two buttons plus two more buttons. One of them is my target, so I'm already out. But I will barter you this one button, and you won't have to get into a fight with us. And um, you can just take it and take your leave of us. And Hisoka seems to, like, think about this for a little bit. And then it, like, cuts to Gon a couple of times, where Gon's, like, kind of looking around, like, what the fuck are they going to do? And <laughs> and uh, Kurapika seems to be, get ready to fight. And then Hisoka's, like, puts away his card in this little, like, wisp of his hand. And he's like, sure. And he takes, like, one of the buttons. Well, no, no, no. Kurapika puts it in the tree, right? Yeah, Kurapika like, puts it in, like, a cleft in the tree so that they, he yeah. can, like, leave it there for him without getting close to Hisoka, which is probably a really smart fucking move. And yeah. Hisoka so, has a super creepy moment where he's, like, he thinks to himself about how the they have grown, and he's just like, why is unripe fruit so tantalizing to me? Uh, and it's so very strange creepy. creepy. But Gon is like, okay, well, the next person that Hisoka confronts also might not fight him. And if Hisoka doesn't fight anybody, then I'm never going to get my chance to totally fishing rod his badge away. And my whole plan is shot. And he's super concerned. But yeah, then... There is the second time that we see something weird happen. This thing that's weird happening is the utter fear running through somebody's body... It's a feeling of, like, just complete dread, and they call it, like, the person's intent to kill. Yeah, and you, or bloodlust. Like, you can feel... Yeah, and you can apparently feel it inside of your body, and it's, like, so insane that you, like, can't move, and it feels like you can't breathe, and you are just, like, transfixed by it, or, like, you want to run away, and yeah. that's all you can feel like you want to do, which is gone what he goes into, and this, the first time it happened was with the old man who um, yeah. was, like, the chairman on the ship. And he did it a little bit on there, and you're like, what was that? And when you see Hisoka do it, it's mixed with this, like, freakout moment, plus Hisoka getting a complete, awful, terrible boner yes. in the middle of it. Like, you don't see the boner, but you know it's you, there. It's there. <laughs> Off-screen boner, you guys. Yeah. For sure. Uh. And Hisoka... I- about this, like, aura of bloodlust, this happens, this has happened a few times, like Spencer said, and it's a little unclear how they mean it, because in anime, as you are probably aware, uh, using the classic example of Dragon Ball Z, um, aura or chi or chakra or whatever, there is often some sort of general life force aura something or other that will often emanate from or, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z, when they turn Super Saiyan, they have, like, the big sort of spiky glowing 
energy field around them. Like in Naruto, they do the same thing, although it's a little ambiguous as to whether or not it's visible to the characters in the world or it's just there for us. But this is extremely common. And when you see this in Hunter x Hunter, you we can see the aura. Um, but it's a little more art- artistic because sort of the the background fades a little bit. It's a little bit more representative rather than looking like it might be literal. Um, but the thing is, not for a while, but Hunter x Hunter also has its own form of aura and also has its own form of like chakra or chi or stuff like that that allows people to do magical things in this universe. Um, and I know because I have seen further into the show than this that Hisoka is aware of this magical energy and has access to it and Gon is not and does not. And it's a little unclear if this aura of bloodlust is literally a dangerous or tainted version of this kind of generic mystical aura of energy that is also used for like magical attacks. Or if it's literally that Hisoka is just so bloodthirsty that it's almost palpable. And I kind of like to think that it's the second one because he's just that creepy and that sadistic that like he wants to kill so badly that people around him become paralyzed by fear just by being in the vicinity of this murderous person. Yeah, he is a, he like we've talked, I think we talk a lot about how creepy he is and about this like weird sexual bent to him, but I want to make it clear. And I, I am pretty comfortable that I'm speaking for both of us here that all of these are good things about him. Like they make him a good villain. He is an interesting character And these are not, you know, like having a sexual reaction to a small child, even if it's not because you're interested in that child, that's not a good thing. But as a a villain, it's a fascinating character trait that makes him more evil and more terrifying. Uh, Yeah, and it's it's, really good villain building. Yeah, and I mean, if if you sort of break that down for a moment, there's nothing that, like, turns people's like pits of their stomach more than people that are basically pedophilic. Yes. Like most people like get completely turned like upside down by that. Like the thought of that. Yeah. And very so much putting so. this. Yeah. And so like, that's why Blake and I are like, so, so upset by this because he's just, that's what makes him so evil. Is just like, this is a real evil that is in the world. Yeah. That like, like and you can see it played out on this character, so you just hate him so much yeah. the entire time he's on screen. He's such a good character, so we're gonna keep talking about it because he's gonna remain relevant and it's going to keep coming up. But I just I felt compelled to put it out there. Like we're not talking about this like he's a bad character or like this is something that we're sort of like forcing ourselves to get through. Like it's unsavory, but it's what makes him terrifying in a good way yes yeah in the way that you want your villains to be um and yeah definitely this author is leaning into that social stigma and like again not making him literally a child molester um but like using that inherent revulsion that people have to that idea to fuel your hatred and disgust and abject terror at like what is this guy capable of 
Yeah. Anyways, so uh, the next uh, the next thing that happens to him is that basically he stays up all the way through the night watching Ahsoka just try to tame his bloodlust because he knows that, like, if he doesn't do something, if he doesn't get out of this, he's going to basically lose his mind because he is so entrenched in it. Um, And so he just wanders away. Meanwhile, Gon is just trying to keep up with him and keep a little bit ahead of him while not being found out because he knows if he gets found out, there's no way that he's going to be able to stand up to Ahsoka and he does not know what's going to happen if he's just going to straight up kill him if he catches him. Yeah, so, so his plan he sees, is he's got to find whoever Ahsoka's going to find first so that he can get into position so that he's ready to attack Ahsoka but is not found by Ahsoka because Ahsoka will kill him. Correct. Yeah, and so he sees that there's this weird guy that has, like, a, a like a Bushido blade, and he's, like, a this weird big nose. Big nose uh, swordsman from earlier. Big nose swordman. Big nose swordsman. Um, <laughs> That's a spin-off Anyways. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, um, he is, like, wandering through the woods, um, kind of, like, just looking around. When Hisoka is about to stumble upon him, so Gon is like, where's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? And he notices, like, this field where they're going to connect. And he's like, get there, get quiet, get in position before Hisoka gets there. And he does. So Hisoka and Big Nose Swordsman encounter one another. And Big Nose Swordsman knows that he's got to fight Hisoka. Um, Hisoka charges at him, and it is... Absolutely horrifying. And also, Hisoka is charging at this dude who's brandishing a sword at him. And Hisoka, of course, is brandishing a playing card. And Gon reaches out, or not reaches out, but he throws his fishing rod. Not the rod. He he casts his line to catch Hisoka's badge as they meet. So, like, basically at the moment that Hisoka's the most distracted. And his line appears... And catches the badge and pulls it off of Hisoka's chest. And then Hisoka and Big Nose Swordsman pass by each other. And they do that sort of classic swordsman move where they slash at one another. And then they stop and stand facing away from one another. And they're still for a moment and you're not sure what has happened. And then the blood spurts out of Big Nose Swordsman and he falls. Yeah. And now... To get back to how scary Hisoka is for a second, I had a complete horror, like, horror film moment while I was watching this episode again, and I was just, like, gone as looking at him for a second and being like, I got it, and I was like, bitch, run! Yes. Run! <laughs> like, get out of the house! Like, stare, like, scared. <laughs> like, yeah. he's going to attack you, you need to get out of the house. Yeah, because Hisoka is, he's basically lost his mind with murder lust right now and gone gets the fuck out of there thank god and he is blitzing away and you're like oh shit is hisoka gonna catch him what's gonna happen and then gone just falls to the ground and at first i was like did he just pass out from like being so tense that he was he like lost all of his energy from just being afraid but you see that there's a dart in his neck and this guy that we have seen watching Gon a few times is a dude with a big afro and like a it looks almost like a beehive on the end of a stick or something like this. He has been watching Gon and it turns out that he's been watching him because Gon was his target. 
and he did the exact same thing that Gon did and waited until Gon was distracted and got him. And Gon is lying there, and the dude's like, I had so many chances to take you out, but I admired your dedication and your training, so I waited. But this is my opportunity, and sorry about it. And Gon is just lying there, (laughs) unable to move, and pissed at himself. Then you see um, Hisoka drop the basically dead body of this guy in front of Gon... And he just, like, he's just looking down at him, and he's like, that was impressive. You've impressed me. I don't need these buttons. And he throws them to the ground in front of Gon. Yeah, he gives Gon back his own badge and Gon's badge. Yeah, and he's like, he goes, you're probably going to be knocked out for up to ten days. Yes. Probably less, because this poison does that to you. Um, Well, he says you should be knocked out for 10 days, but you'll be fine if there's only three days left on this island, and I bet you'll be fine by that point. And then, mm-hmm. Gon stands up immediately, and it's so bitchin'. And Gon is well, just like... Well, it's because he's like, he's like, I don't want to owe you anything. Yes, Gon is you like, <laughs> why are you giving me these badges? And Ahsoka's like, well, the guy that got you was my target, so now I have six points, and I don't need my badge or your badge. And Gon is like, well, I don't need it either. And Hisoka's like, well, now you owe me. And Gon is like, I am. I don't want to owe anybody and take the badge then, back. And Hisoka's like, no. Nah. Hisoka just punches the ever-living shit out of him. Yes! He punches Gon so hard in the face that Gon's like, Basically, completely knocked out limp body bounces across the ground until he's, like, laying, like, quietly over there. And Ahsoka just wanders off. And then, like, we well, see Ahsoka the says, of the... you can give me those badges back when you can punch my face like I just punched yours. And then he fucking leaves. Oh, yeah. He drops the fucking mic and he leaves. And it's so <laughs> savage. Yeah. And we see the end of this episode with, like... People uh, like, you know, a little bit, a little bit thoughtful. Um, Killua has he's being uh, followed by some people, and Gon is sitting in the like the crux of a hole in a tree with a like a like really puffed out part of his face that's been punched by Hisoka, just like sulking and holding those badges. Yeah. So we're pretty close to out of time. We got two more episodes to cover, and I think we can blitz through them because they're a little content light. And yeah. we've definitely covered There's this There's literally stuff. a montage of, like, walking around. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> episode 17, um, we are going to see, I believe this is when we see what happens with Killua. Yeah, so Killua has been kind of walking all around by himself. He's been followed by these triplets that we've seen a few times throughout the exam. He has called out to them to let them know he knows they're following him and to enti- invite them to face him head on. And he finally gets fed up with it. And he's like, if you're not going to come out, I'm going to come to you. And he fights them, uh, basically fights the one dude that's been following him. The other brothers show up and they're like, hey, we're going to be able to uh, take this dude out because it's three to one. And he's just a kid. And then Killua just basically appears behind one of the guys who was not following him and does his like claw hand to this dude's neck. And he's like, I'll kill this guy <laughs> if you don't give me your badges. And they, like, reveal yeah. – he, he like, guessed 
which badge was his mark because he knew it was one of them and he guesses the wrong dude and he's like kicks himself and it's this really hilarious moment because he's holding this guy like i'm so bad at guessing (laughs) yes and then they so they give him the badge that he wants and he has their other two badges which are three points for each of them and he you're like is he going to take them because it's an extra one point per badge that he doesn't need what's he going to do and he fucking throws them in opposite directions and it's so great and then we get this little cutaway to this ninja guy that we've mentioned a few times in previous episodes who we will see a little bit ninja more Saitama. of. Ninja Saitama. And he, like, sees... He's been tracking these dudes, and he sees Kura, uh, Killua throw one of the badges, and he f- blitzes to catch it, and he catches it, and he's like, yes, I waited for my chance. And then he looks at it, and he's like, this is the opposite number of the one I needed. And it flashes back to Killua, who, as he's throwing them, he, you can see which number he's about to throw. And then when he winds back to throw, he switches them really quickly because it turns out he was aware that the ninja guy was following him and was waiting for him to throw the badge. And he fucked with him. And it's awesome. <laughs> so the last bit of this episode and episode 18 is the odyssey of Leorio getting his target, which is Ponzu. She is the woman who yeah, has set it is chemical a lot traps. Of walking around. Yeah, um, so I can blitz through this thing. So Kurapika and Kurapika has all the points he needs. He's helping Leorio. They decide to go back to close to where the ship is going to pick them up to see if they can find people there. They find Gon, who offers to help them. They track you. They use Gon's nose to follow the sort of faint odor of chemicals to a cave entrance. Um, Leorio gets into an argument with them over whether or not they should come into the cave to help him. He ends up going alone, but loses the argument where he's trying to make them leave him there. Uh, he gets into the cave and then they, this is the stupidest thing. He screams from inside the cave. You guys don't come in here no matter what. So immediately they go into the cave (laughs) and Here's what happens. In the end of the cave, Ponzu is sitting up against a wall, quiet and not moving, but conscious. There's also a guy leaning up against another part of the wall, and his name is Bourbon. He is a snake charmer, and it turns out that Bourbon set up a trap in this cave. His trap was that if you try and touch him, or if you try and leave the cave, a hail of poisonous vipers will drop down on you and bite you. And this is what has happened to Leorio. He is yeah. now he, dying from venom. Yeah. So Leorio is uh, is is dying, and you find out also that Ponzu um, has a hive of bees that's hiding in her hat. Um, it's it's a really weird thing that you find out, and it's like not really important. And there's uh, I have a lot of problems with this this yeah. character because think- it looks like she's going to do something cool. And then she does not. Yeah, I think the point is basically that she knows poisons. And so she's like, you know, we can't get out of here. Basically, our badges have like GPS chips in them. And we have to wait until the exam is over. We will fail the exam. But the exam proctors will come and get us. Because Bourbon is dead. And Bourbon can't remove the snake trap because he's dead. And the snakes are there in trap mode. And so... Gon is like, I can solve this. The problem we've got to solve first is Leorio's dying from poison and there has to be an antidote. I am sure that Bourbon has one. So he walks up to Bourbon 
and grabs the antidote. But in doing so, he triggers a snake trap and is covered in vipers that bite him. Uh, he manages to get the antidote to Karapika, who administers it to Leorio and Gon. And then Gon's like, here's the fucking plan. We're going to get out of this cave. Ponsu, you're going to use your sleeping gas. And you're going to put the snakes to sleep. And then I'm going to carry us all out of here. And Ponzu is like, you can't hold your breath long enough for the cave to fill up. And Gon's like, it totally can. And then he totally does. They get out of the cave. And Gon sets Ponzu against a, a tree, takes her badge, and is like, I'll consider this your fee for carrying you out of the cave. And then leaves with Leorio and Karapika to go wait for the boat to arrive. And it's like this weirdly savage thing from Gon, and I kind of appreciate it. Yeah. At the end of the episode, they, they like, tally up their points. They say who everybody is. Then there is, like, this montage about, like, an interview where, like, the the chairman is, he's, like, talking to all of them and seeing who's a threat and who isn't a threat, and they're setting up the final battle, um, or the final challenge, which is a tournament, and he is making a bracket for it, and you see the other, like, uh, the other hunter examiners talk about it a little bit, and that's the end of the episode. There's yeah. not a ton that happens. I think it's, it's cool, like, wordplay, but you, and you get, like, you know, other characters and how they respect each other and stuff like that and how they feel about each other. Yeah. But I mean, if you want to watch all that, you should watch the episode. Yeah. The most interesting thing is that most people note that Gon is somebody to watch, uh, and most people note that they don't want to fight Hisoka. Um, Hisoka specifically says that he wants to become a hunter because hunters are often not prosecuted for murder. And uh, instead of picking one of the fellow people taking the hunter exam as somebody he wants to fight the most, he chooses the chairman himself. Um, the other, I think, noteworthy thing is that... Um, Karapika mentions that he will fight anybody with reason, but would rather not fight at all. And I thought that was a cool character beat. Um, the last thing, uh, sort of the final scene of this episode is Karapika meets up with Gon and he's like, hey, you've been acting strange since we met up on the island and what's up? Gon's like, well, um, I felt really miserable and inadequate after my encounter with Hisoka um, I really wanted companionship and I wanted to help somebody. And that's why I ended up helping you guys in the cave. And Karapika's like, well, Leorio and I, we've only been able to make it this far in the hunter exam because of you. And I'm really thankful to you. And then Gong is like, I'm really thankful to you as well. And it's a really sweet moment. And that takes us into the final phase of the hunter exam, which we'll cover in four weeks. Yep. Or whatever number of weeks anyways stick with us uh after the the credits and uh get a preview of the next episode yeah 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 blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions with sound editing work done by rashad english of plain english productions he's our level four sound wizard our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way if you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads please consider supporting us on patreon Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. 
Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. We're going to play some chess. Bobby Fischer in this motherfucker. <laughs> 